back some beer from the West Coast. I want to know if you'd like to try one of my beers. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to know what it is? Uh, I'm looking at the label now. Uh, you know what? I like the first three words in it, and then it kind of lost me at the end. I'm holding in my hand a Hell or High Water Melon wheat beer. Very it, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of watermelon as a fruit. Um, and I'm probably not going to be inclined to uh, drink it as a beer. Well, you're missing out because this beer is delicious. And is that a is that a seedless watermelon? <sighs> it's it's really good. It, okay. It tastes like watermelon. I could taste it, but it's it's watermelon with beer in it, mm. which I think is a good combination. A, a, a beer with beer in it is a good combination. Okay. I'm drinking a Jack the Sipper. Huh. So we yeah. both have punny beers. We do have punny beers. Yeah. Townsend? I'm drinking an iced the coffee. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's get this party started. Guys, welcome to episode 20 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. I gotta say, it's good to be back sitting here with you guys in the law library. Yeah, it's great to see you, buddy. We missed you while you were gone. Yeah, it's good to have you. In fact, we we just basically decided there was no point doing a show last week. Uh, yeah, we had you. big plans and then it all just fell apart because you weren't here. Yeah. I think that was probably a good idea. Not, not, not a lot happened last week in the cycling world, right? So, I mean, mm, no, no one, really. we didn't miss anything. Mm, no. Not a lot. Just a little bit of a... Just a week of a grand tour. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get to later in the show. Okay. And hey, before we get too far into this episode, uh, let's give a quick shout out to uh, French DJ Vic Net for our killer intro music. Yeah. And actually, in the last show, we also played a little bit of uh, of his mu- uh, another piece of his, didn't we? In yes. the show. Love that one. That was a great choice, Matt. I hope we'll find a way to use that one again. Yeah. Before we also move too far, I wanted to just say, thinking about you to all my cycling friends in Houston and in Texas right now, they're kind of going through Hurricane Harvey, um, and uh, I've had a lot of good times in Texas racing bikes, so just hoping you guys are staying dry, and if you need a place to stay, give me, give me a shout, and I'll take you on a bike ride in New Orleans. Yeah, for sure. Echo that. Following uh, Doogie Roo's Instagram and seeing... Yeah. Lots of devastation on uh, on the streets of Houston, and we know what that's like down here in uh, New Orleans. So, absolutely, for sure, guys, thinking about you and uh, get through it. All right. So, do you guys do you want to hear about my trip? Yeah. Do we want sure. to hear about my trip? I mean, not for too long, but yeah, we want to hear about it. <laughs> well, I drove across the country, then I drove back. I rode my bike three times, and it was kind of a disaster each time really having some leg issues um some pain that i've had before came back i think it was partly because i sat in a car for two days straight and Mm. then um so i rode in salt lake for about 15 minutes um and then we rode in portland and i actually rode a little bit longer um but i had a lot of pain but i tried to get up um this one climb in the northwest of portland 
And I, t- I wanted to take Emily up the climb, and we got about a third of the way up, and I couldn't do it. So we had to turn back around, which was nice, though, because I could just coast all the way back to where I was staying. Wow, that's, um, that's defeat right there, turning around and coasting down the climb before you even make it to the top. I, yeah, I mean, a third of the way up, and I just couldn't do it. Like, totally legit to coast down the climb when you've made it to the top of the climb, <laughs> and then you coast down the other side? That's called winning? Yeah. Um, when you don't make it up the climb, and then you turn around and coast back down from which you came? That's called losing. Well, then I lost pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I dragged down Emily, too, because she was pretty excited to do climbing. We don't have that here. Um, yeah. So I pretty much ruined her cycling vacation. Yeah, I saw you posted a couple Instagrams with uh, something like titled, you know, making my girl wait for me, my girl waiting on her broken down old man or something like that. Pretty much, yeah. She was patient. Uh, I would have just, I was like, go, you should go ride or maybe you could find, I mean, you can continue up top of the hill. I'll wait here. Um, but she was kind and wanted to stay with me. Unlike the time that she had a mechanical, I think, on a previous trip that you guys were taking, and you totally left her. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, in Austin, yeah. I heard about that. Uh, she got an extraction, though, so she got she got pulled out. Um, and then we rode in Bend, uh, and I was able to get an actual hour ride in. Still got some pain. Um, we got 1,000 feet of climbing in, like, 20 miles, so decent. Uh, I think we rode in this one little canyon where the Cascade Classic has come through before, so that was kind of fun. Um, saw my aunt and uncle's new property out um, in the outskirts of Bend, and it was beautiful. Had a great time. Um, saw the total eclipse? Saw the eclipse. That was, like, yeah, blew my mind. I There was a lot of hype about it. I was like, sure, sure, it's going to be cool, whatever, you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see totality like took my breath away actually not too didn't take my breath away because i couldn't believe how cool it was and i kept saying this is so cool this is so cool um and then i sat in five hours of traffic after it and it didn't bother me so yeah nice good well welcome back man yeah and so i'm i'm excited to be back and it's rainy and are we riding bikes? There's there's a tropical storm, hurricane. What's going on? What are we doing? I've got tentative plans to get up and ride my bike in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe I'll join you or I'll message you. 7 a.m. Okay. ish. Everything's closed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We've preemptively closed down the city. That's a good point. My kids are, uh, I'd have to take my kids to school in the morning. So yeah. Let's maybe go have a rain ride. Yeah. Could have a rain ride. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. How about you, Matt? What's been going on? You told me you were sick. Missed. Uh, I know you missed the club ride this weekend. I did. Well, we had lunch together on Friday, yeah. and uh, Friday afternoon, I just started feeling really lousy. Uh, a bunch of people at work had been getting sick, and I was like, yep, yeah, it's happening to me. By the time I got home, I felt like crap and uh, spent most of Saturday in bed. So, uh, And I also haven't been riding all last week because I'm having a lot of hip trouble, so I've been trying to rest it. And, uh, you know, feeling like an old broken man. So well, it's too bad. That's you, uh, you missed a pretty good club ride on Saturday. Had, uh, had some of the uh, Fixie guys come out and smash it with us, which oh, yeah. was a lot of fun. And um, had a big group. And everybody stayed together for uh, 
kind of a slightly lengthened short version of the ride uh, because slightly lengthened short version. That's right. So instead of it was a long usual, short version or was it a short long version? It was. I would call it a long short version. Okay. Um, although it could be a short long version. Hmm. Uh, we basically turned around uh, at uh, Chef Highway instead of going left out to Venetian Isles. We went right and came back uh, okay. Chef Highway through Gentilly. That's like so, the medium-large version of the club ride. Yeah, we call we that the medium. So we Danziger got the small, bridge. the medium, and the large. Right, we did the Danziger Bridge return. I like to call it the Schmedium. Yeah, okay. And uh, a lot of fun. And then went on Sunday uh, up to Flora, Mississippi for the... Lambra Crit Championships, which you guys also, I know you missed that, Matt. You were planning on maybe racing. Lambra Road Championships. Excuse me, I said uh, yeah. Crit. I meant the Lambra Road Championships. Yeah. Uh, I know you were planning on racing with the team, uh, but because you were sick, didn't yeah. make it up. And Bodie, you were, of course, instrumental in getting that race permitted and started and, and, and on yeah. the books. I wanted to go, but, you know, sometimes vacations get in the way. Yeah. Um, well... It looked like we had a pretty good, I looked scan, I've been looking over the results, and some decent fields um, for kind of a last minute event that we were able to pull off, so I mean, how'd it go, Townsend? You were there, right? Yeah, well, it, I think it ended up being better than expected. Um, Pre-reg really picked up toward the end. Uh, biggest biggest disappointments uh, were in the 1-2 in the field, uh, because I know a lot of guys were either in, in Tennessee uh, racing or somewhere in uh, Wichita Falls doing the Hotter Than Hell 100. Oh, yeah. Um, I know a lot of La Sport Elite was uh, up in uh, Wichita Falls and uh, got a few messages from some of the North Mississippi guys that went up to Chattanooga uh, to do the... River Gorge Omnium. River, River Gorge Omnium mm-hmm. in Chattanooga. So we had some of the, you know, one, two guys missing, and then uh, not a very big women's field either, which was a little disappointing. But other than that, uh, nice-sized junior field. Uh, We had two full junior podiums, um, both junior age groups, the 10 to 14 and the 15 to 19 juniors. Uh, We had a Big threes field, giant fours field, and a pretty decent fives field, as well as a, a nice size masters field. So uh, the racing was good, and um, really thanks to a lot of those guys up in uh, the Ridgeland Jackson area for helping us get it going. And uh, fun day. Um, you guys want me to give you any sort of uh, kind of couple key sort of race report points? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Well, I mean, yeah, we heard that uh, our teammate Will Bequa won the Cat Fours race, and he had a few teammates in there. Um, NOBC had a few guys. So, how did you happen to see how that race played out? Or well, I mean, I, I was at start finish all day. I wasn't following the race, um, but from interviews after the race, you know, I, I, can I say- thought maybe you were gonna be like our own Richard Murr. And- and you were riding the follow car and record some audio with the guy driving. <laughs> yeah, no. The wheel truck. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't work out that way. I was uh, stuck doing uh, registration uh, most of the day, and uh, and then, you know, inputting. Excuse me. Inputting information into the computer and 
so yeah. um, so no, I was I was stuck at uh, start finish most of the day, and and I will say this: it it ended um, in a big bunch sprint. Uh, there was no break that was ever able to get away. Although I understand mm-hmm. from post-race interviews and debrief with the with the team that uh, the reason that uh, no break was ever able to get away is that uh, Will's teammate, teammates, our teammates from Urban South Power by Roulet, uh, were working hard on the the backside of the course, uh, shutting down breaks all day long. Nice. So, Lots of people were trying to get away, but uh, the team didn't let anybody get away. I think they were relying on a big bunch sprint at the end and, and figuring that uh, Big Bois Bouquois could uh, power his way to a victory in a bunch sprint, and that is exactly what happened. Um, it was a mad, mad sprint. It was a fast finish. It was a big downhill uh, swooping curve just before the finish straight, and... Uh, I mean, guys were probably going in the in the low to mid 30s coming around that uh, coming around that final turn, leading up to the sprint. I think Chris Nevels told me uh, that his Garmin uh, got him in a 40 plus mile an hour sprint. So I did see that. Yeah, on Strava. That's pretty. Uh, that, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And uh, it was very pro. Um, you know, watching those guys uh, come through fast and furious that was definitely the best finish of the day uh was the fours uh the the one two race uh scott Coppersmith, uh kudos to scott a for helping us put the race together and b for just dominating that race he uh, went out in a break uh, he was out in a break with another guy for a while and then just ended up riding away from riding away from him and soloing for the last couple laps Scott, I understand, broke his hip in May of this year and may or may not still have a plate and some screws in his hip. Um, but he is, uh, regardless, you know, coming back from an injury like that three or four months ago to ride the way he did. Uh, was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, Jeez. yeah. yeah. Uh, our, uh, our buddy Jaden, friend of the podcast, was also in that race, uh, ended up... Uh, DNF and 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 uh, and I was uh, he was off the back after a couple laps and I thought it was unusual because he's a pretty fit guy and I think was looking to be competitive. After the race, I sat down and talked to him and got the inside scoop. And it turns out he had flatted. And then when the wheel truck pulled up, he was Jaden was expecting the guy to just hand him a wheel, but apparently the guy driving the the wheel truck in the in the one two three race. Um, didn't really know what the protocol was and was trying to find Jaden's exact wheel. Uh, asking uh, asking Jaden, what wheel is his? What wheel do you want? And Jaden said, I want a fucking round one. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, Jaden said he lost yeah. about two minutes as this guy was sort of looking to try to figure out what wheel to give him. And um, and then just, you know, Scott was blowing it up on the front, and, 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 and that was kind of that for, for Jaden. Um, so, but so why did he get a flat? Was he? Oh yeah. Was he running Gatorsons? Is that oh, why he flatted? Oh, I don't know what he was running. We'll have to find out for next week. Yeah, we will have to find out. But you know, I mean, punctures and flats are part of racing, I guess. That's true. For some. You know. For some. But yeah, a lot of fun. And um, thanks, Bodie, for your helping input. I wish you could have been there. 
Um, a lot of backpats from folks uh, saying it was a great race. They really liked the course. Uh, some of the guys from Seaspire and uh, some of the teams up in Jackson uh, are thinking that they're going to try to make that a uh, regular fixture on the Lambra race calendar, maybe for set to be maybe an April date uh, next year. That's great. I hope I hope they do. I mean, yeah. it looked like a, it's it's close it's close enough to us in New Orleans. Looks like a decent loop. Um, yeah, good climb in there, and there was uh, apparently there was some heckling opportunities on the on the top of that hill. A bunch of guys posted up taking photographs, and there was a guy with a bugle up there playing playing bugle music. <laughs> exactly, you call that? Cute. He was bugling. Yeah, he was bugling. <laughs> oh yeah, I see. Uh, the, the, there's a Mount Leopard. Um, looks That's right. like it's a, a climb of 129 feet. Oof. Wow. Uh, looks like a three-minute climb. Apparently, it was punchy, according to some of the guys. You know, it was, yeah, no, uh, it looks punchy. I, I, I'm sure it's that similar, you know, South Louisiana, Mississippi rolling hills. And I mean, look, I, I get dropped on those hills in, in you know, my road races. So this looks, uh, yeah, it looks fun. Probably yeah. a little bit like uh, Feliciana, kind of similar. Terrain. Uh, yeah, something similar maybe to the uh, what is that Red Bug Hill? Is that what yep. they call that? Red Bug. Yeah. Except it's on the back side of the course as opposed to right at the start finish. So, um, slightly different location, but I think similar. Yeah, maybe similar I could survive that if they don't have it at the end of the race. Um, well, great. Um, glad that we the, glad that Lambert was able to uh, put together a road championship. I mean, it's important to get those championship events. Maybe, gosh, maybe next year it, it, we don't put it in August, or we. Maybe it's something the Lambert makes sure that on you know in January we have a race promoter for that race and it's going to happen and yeah you know because I think I think it's important that we have these championship events and I want them to be well attended by the racers in our area. It just seems that August, obviously, you know, the later you go in the season here, the people are done, um, they're burnt out, um, they're thinking about other events, so it's it's harder when it's towards the end. Yeah, yeah more to, more to come on that in future podcast episodes, I think, Bodie. Uh, want to talk about you know getting together with the with the Lambra board and and really doing exactly what you're talking about, solidifying that schedule early on, getting that race on the books. Uh, for more of like a May or a June date, and uh, making it happen, and and getting a bigger, a, a bigger crowd next year. All right, good stuff. So so let's let's move on to. Um, we just kind of want to talk about some upcoming local races. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Scott Cuppersmith, who I mentioned, won the the one two race. He and I were chatting after that. Uh, he has a gravel omnium coming up in, in that same rough area, the Jackson Ridgeland area, in two weeks. Uh, date on that is, it's, yeah, next week is, next weekend is Labor Day weekend. It's the weekend after. Um, and it's a three-race event? It's right? a three-race event. It's the, the battle uh, at Shiloh. Battle gravel, at Shiloh gravel stage race. The 9th and 10th of September. Uh, looks like it starts with, oh, wait, this flyer has Sunday 1st. Okay, interesting. So, as I understand it, it is... Wow, uh, it's all backwards on this flyer. Two gravel circuit races uh, separated by a gravel time trial. Wow. So, get your uh, gravel, your aero gravel bike, Matt. <laughs> That's perfect, isn't it? You need yeah. the uh, gra- uh, 
Gra- Gravero. It's a Gravero bike, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and come rock that thing. Mm. So I'm yeah. wondering what people are going to be riding. I'm thinking, I mean, probably some road bikes. I think a cross bike with road gearing would probably be the best setup. Yeah. And or, of course or the- a dedicated aero gravel bike that I believe 3T make one. Is you a, don't actual... like fruit in your beer, and I don't like <laughs> dedicated aero gravel bikes. That's you know. Bark when... me on a spoon. Come on, if you're if you're a dentist and you already have <laughs> every other kind of bike, you it's need yeah. an aero gravel bike. You do need to, then you then you need like a touring gravel bike, an aero gravel bike, right? And then maybe like a descending gravel bike, <laughs> rando rando gravel bike. Rando, rando gravel you need a rando bike. What you about need... a? You need a gravel climbing bike. Yeah. A lightweight so gravel light. climbing bike. Yeah. yeah. Super light, but with lots of, uh, with room for big tires. Yeah. Uh, maybe an aluminum frame gravel crit bike. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Why that not? makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Maybe also you need uh, like a, a Richie breakaway gravel bike. Right. A for travel. For travel. Travel gravel. Travel gravel. Gravel, travel gravel. <laughs> Hashtag travel gravel. <laughs> this, I mean, this also has a time trial on it, so you need a... Gravel TT bike. Yeah, which is different than your gravel aero bike. Right. Because it's Obviously. got TT bars. Um, mm-hmm. And yep. so do you run a disc wheel in a gravel time trial? Absolutely. Disc wheel with knobbies? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know, hey, we know one guy uh, at Rouge Bay every year who rides a disc wheel. So That's true. You know, why not? The question is why. In a, no judgment. I am curious. Maybe someone, maybe, maybe some of our listeners only... know why he rides a disc wheel. Uh, maybe that's so he doesn't get uh, sticks going through his spokes. <laughs> so there's no Italian racers coming up putting the bike right. through his. Well, yeah. he's still got the front wheel is yeah. susceptible to that. Yeah, I heard. I heard the Chinzano team is it's coming next year. It's easier to protect the front wheel. The back wheel, you know. You... Hey. Can't hate on this dude. He's beat me at least three times in the I'm not Bay. hating. I'm he's genuinely there every year. I'm genuinely curious why, and I'd love to know. I'm okay. sure. I'm sure uh, one of our friends of the podcast will be able to tell us about that. So, I think the question really is: What kind of tires do you run in this in this uh, gravel omnium? Are you going, are you going go knobbies? Or are you going with some? You going with some slicks? Slicks, twenty eights, yeah. slicks. Mm. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a road race. Um, some people yeah. are gonna come. Thinking it's a cross race and they're gonna get left behind. Are you gonna do it, Bodie? Uh, I don't know. I gotta. Uh, well, I, I don't know. If you're doing it on your cross bike, you might even go thirties. I did the Dead Man Gravel Grind, which was on some of the same roads. It was not all gravel, and this race, Cup says, is all gravel. All There's right. No road at all in this. Mm. Uh, but I did the Dead Man Gravel Grind on my. Uh, uh, Serata with uh, 28s. Oh, speaking of which, you still have the tires I lent you in case you were doing it on your cross bike. That's true. Just remembered that. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, uh, yeah. So that's coming up. Uh, of course, we've got DSGP coming on the horizon. As Cross has been coming for a while, I guess we'll concentrate more on that in future episodes. But we're looking forward to uh, yeah, a big Lambra uh, Cross season again this year. Um, and got also, some track racing coming up too. Yeah, so that's uh, Dustin and 4D have uh, just kind of put out recently. They're doing um, some sanctioned track racing, which is great. Yeah, uh, they're doing a whole weeknight series leading up to the track championships, um, and the weeknight series are sanctioned. 
So if you're interested in track, great uh, opportunity to get some sanctioned track racing in. Um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm actually going to try and do those. My goal is to race a few of the series. There's some of the some of the nights are like time trial stuff. I don't care about that. Like a 4K time trial. Yeah. On track bike. Ugh, that's just. You want to race some dudes? Heads up. Well, that's, that's how. Just, uh, but that's how Garrett Thomas won uh, E3. That's just. A he, it was his. He basically when he went off the front yeah. of that group, he basically said, "I just did my 4K time trial." At the end of a spring classic race. 200 mile. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, so 4K time trial with a uh, like 200K warm-up? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I'm excited for track night. It's coming. You guys, you should do it. Everybody who has a track bike, you ride around the roads in New Orleans, being a little goofy person. Um, yeah. I mean, I, that was me. Take uh, your track bike to the track. Let's where go it to the track. Hit me up. You need a ride? I probably can fit you in my car. I got a bike rack. Let's do it. Let's let's ride our track bikes on the track. Um Yep. Yeah, and those guys are fast too, man. They would probably go up there and like whoop some of these guys. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah me too. They'd probably whoop me. I'm... It's like gold sprints in real life. <laughs> mm, it's a little bit different than that. Yeah. Um, there's a whole like, but there's a whole um, a lot of technique to learn for track racing, isn't there? I was trying to make it like seem rad and easy for these dudes. That was kind of like my pitch to them. Um, to say, yeah, like, it's well, gold, gold sprints in real well, life. Well, no, it's not as spinny, and you have friction from the velodrome so it's a little bit different but no the fun thing about track is that there are so many it's like you know, the venue is one you're always going left it's a circle but there all the different races have different tactics and yep. it's it's incredibly fun and it's always it's it's a unique challenge um that you don't get to do every day so that always makes it exciting um and it's really all about gear ratio mm-hmm. you can't go up and do a bunch of track events which i've learned um on one gear ratio you right. need multiple different cogs and front chain rings and i definitely learned that mistake last time we did match sprints um so i'm gonna try were you and... under or over geared well uh, i always forget which one i was under geared i was spinning out uh, when we were doing sprints yeah. yeah so i need a little bit of a higher gear yep okay um yeah that's that's it for my thoughts on track all right well i think that's cool. about it for uh for what's happening coming up, uh, we do have the Rocky Mount uh, road race coming at the end of September, so be on the lookout for that one, last road race of the season, and then we're straight yeah. into cross. And I also, just to briefly add, I also saw a bunch of people, uh, looks like, are going to go do the Pensacola Classic. That's true. Yep. Which is in September, right? Middle of September? That is the weekend after the Gravel Omnium, I believe. Yeah. All right. All right. Matt? Uh, we're going to throw it over to you to um, take us over to España and uh, talk about uh, La Vuelta de España. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the welter, uh, Bodhi. Um, yeah, I didn't watch any of it, so I've got all kinds of hot takes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Well, all right. Uh, 
you know, talking of uh, going from match sprints to pretty much no sprints in the Vuelta this year, right? Uh, That's what I've heard. Pretty interesting. We've had basically two, we had actually one actual sprint. Uh, stage two was going to be a sprint stage and then ended up not being a sprint stage when uh, Trenton's lead out man uh, basically let himself out and broke off the front. Uh, pulled a postal burger. Yeah, he pulled a postal burger. Um, Eve Lampert. So, and then the other sprint stage, Trenton actually won it from a sprint, but uh, that's it. That's all we've had in nine stages. And uh, it started with the greatest of all cycling events, the team time trial, uh, you know, which is obviously, you know, my passion quick, these days. Quick question for, uh, <laughs> quick question for you guys. Uh, the uh, final I, individual time trial in the tour uh, obviously came through the soccer stadium with the little paved section. Yes. Now, what did you think about that versus the Vuelta? And I think the Vuelta one-upped the tour this well, year with the paved road coming through the ancient Coliseum. Yeah. I that mean, was pretty amazing. That was... It Filled was, with people. Yes. I mean, it just needed like a dragon and some, you know, maybe, you know what would have been great? It was, was it the it was... dragon pit? Wait, wait, wait. No Game of Thrones spoilers, guys. <laughs> I'm watching the final episode tonight when I get oh home. Oh my God, my I watched it this morning. Okay, uh, so anyway. What if, but yeah, what if they released some lions as the riders went through there? That would be pretty interesting. Or released the Lion King. Cipollini comes like tearing across oh, the stadium. Yeah. That was yeah. good. Good joke. Yeah, I just was, made that I, up. I actually thought about Cipollini when you said the lions. <laughs> yeah. And he's on he's on foot and he's racing them, uh, but he's yeah, just, naked, right? obviously. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or he's got a loincloth on. But. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and a, he's and a generally lion, naked and, most of the time, and anyway. maybe just a giant lion's head. Yeah, with classic Cipollini with the big perm. Yeah, you know, with the big long flowing and perm. The brico glasses. Yes, and the bricos. Yeah, '90s Cipollini, not, yes. not 2017. Yeah. and he's got Pippo Pizzato also <laughs> with him. <laughs> Except that Pipo Pizzato is. Oh, we in, get to see Pipo's Pipo. He's on a. He's a. <laughs> Pipo was on a yacht, and they've dug a little. They've dug a little. Uh, little aquatic trench down oh. next to it, and, and Pipo is just cruising, on the yacht or next to the course. Pipo is like Caesar. You know, he's like Caligula or something up there on the stand, being fanned by women and eating grapes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hashtagging it me or me. <laughs> Hashtag me. Hashtag, Hashtag Pipo. This sounds like a pretty amazing Mardi Gras parade that we just made up. Uh, but yeah, what a what a fantastic uh, opening yeah. to the Vuelta really in France, of course, great. where the Vuelta should always start, right? Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it started in front of a Roman temple and then went through a Roman Colosseum and then ended just on a regular road, I think, somewhere. But uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. And it's been... A hell of a race. A lot of climbing. A lot of climbing. There's not really been very much flat. Uh, I mean, there's been like, you know, stages that are mostly flat, and then they'll just stick a couple of big climbs in the middle of them, or somewhere in them. Um, a lot is, of short... Is, is Spain pretty mountainous? Is yeah. I'm well, kind of ignorant. Has but... the Pyrenees, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's very hilly. And Spain Spain has a lot of sort of plateau-y sort of mountains to where you, you sort of climb up onto the top of these big plateaus the whole middle of spain is a big plateau that's at you know yeah. three four five thousand feet uh and makes for some really epic epic scenery 
And then, yeah, it does. And then they have like, you know, a lot of like kind of like flat areas. And then there'll just be some like huge, big volcanic lump stuck mm. in the middle of nowhere that they'll send the guys over. So, so a lot of climbing except for our friend Bargi. Uh, yes. Who I, I, so I haven't been watching any of the Vuelta, but I have been listening to the cycling podcasts, podcasts. Right. So I do know a little bit. So Bargi went home. Couldn't he play, did. couldn't play by the team rules. Yeah, how do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, gee, maybe, maybe this helps explain why he is going to a new team next year. Perhaps this is, you know, the writing was on the wall for this. Maybe he's been having some trouble uh, playing by the rules. Or I don't know. Is he going home because he's going to a new team? Uh, I think. I kind of think it's a bit of both, probably. Yeah. I think uh, no, I think he's being a little bit of a prima donna, and I think they're also probably pissed off with him for leaving. And if he's gonna try and say, "Hey, I want free reign to do what I want. I'm not gonna ride for Kelderman," you know, the the big thing I guess was like he didn't stop to give Kelderman a wheel or whatever at a crucial moment in the race. He just kept going, and he would. Kelderman was supposed to be team leader. Bargiel had even said that at the beginning of the race. He's like, oh, I'm right. I'm riding for Kelderman. So I do want to break in here and say last podcast, I said that Kelderman wasn't the GC mm. rider. So I want to admit my mistake. Yeah, well, I think that would have been easy to say because Kelderman was riding for Tom Dumoulin in the Giro, right? And then Bargiel was doing his thing in the tour. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then it's like well maybe they're just like okay we're gonna you know you're cooked from the tour so we're gonna give you know we're giving Kelderman the, the lead role here you know who would never have done that uh, who would have always stopped and given his team leader a wheel Kwiatkowski exactly oh dang yeah Weird. and that is why he is a badass yes yeah, absolutely. Because um, as we've said a million times, he's a monster rider that can go out and do his own thing. Well, all Bargi has is He just signed for mountains. another three years with Sky, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know what happens when you sign for a three-year contract. You make a crap load of money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm, we want to segue off uh, this uh, Bargi, but... Yeah, let's segue off. The of other it. big topic is that Cannondale, Dre Pack... That's right. ...is... Not gonna exist anymore. Um, well, we and, don't know yet, do we? Well, uh, John Kerry has stepped in. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing to hear on the Cycling Podcast interview that John Kerry, our is, former uh, Secretary of State, is getting you know going around getting fun donors. What is know? he doing? Is I don't he, know. Is he is he tweeting out the Kickstarter link to so, the crowdfunding? John, John Kerry could probably probably has that in his wallet. Is right it going to be the uh, Cannondale uh, powered by the Clinton Foundation next year? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but they're also crowdsourcing, so yeah, you can buy. You want to? You can make a hundred dollar, uh, you know, Kickstarter donation, and uh, is that they'll up? give you a nice key fob or something? Or is I mean, like that seems so a lock of Rigo's hair terrible i mean it's terrible on a bunch of levels one that a, a professional cycling team has to launch a crowd funding you know page to keep a team afloat like what is yeah obviously you know this system of sponsors you know you get your revenue for the team from the sponsors is not really that sustainable or it is but it's like 
always almost a catastrophe. Um, I don't know. I mean, Vader's had some interesting things to say about that. He has been saying, you know. Right. So it's, I don't know, it's rough to see this and... Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a terrible time for it to happen because most of the big deals have already taken place. Exactly, yeah. So... It's a bad um, timing. It's in the middle of a Grand Tour. Yeah. Michael Woods is doing well. Yeah, he's uh, eighth overall. He smashed it uh, yesterday. Finished third on the stage behind Chavez and Froome. Uh, or rather behind Froome, then Chavez. So he's in phenomenal form, riding, you know, incredibly well. Well, ironically, they've had probably their best season Oh, true. In, in in years this yep. season. Yeah. Certainly the best one since Hegedal won the Giro. Yeah. So we don't know. So apparently what happened was that they had there was like an additional sponsor who was coming on cuz yeah. they're saying that all the sponsors they have now, Canadel, Draypack, I mean Pac, whatever, they're all good. It said this a new sponsor had an like Oath? No, Oath. No, Oath is in, but it's another one. There was going to be like the ti- it was going to be the title yeah, sponsor. Yeah, it was a naming sponsor. So seven right. million dollars gets you the first name for yeah. Slipstream Sports Team. I was thinking um, we did crowdfund a good chunk of change for that lawnmower in twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Should we try and raise seven million dollars to so buy that we in? could be the title sponsor? Well, let's see, it took us twenty four hours to raise. 800 so it would take us maybe about four years to raise a million so 28 years we'd have seven million wait how'd you do that math so fast did genius you, did you just make that up no. so it would be yeah you ride cannondale draypack <laughs> well i thought it well okay we could do yeah you ride Cannondale or semi-tough cycling club cannondale draypack yeah. <laughs> i mean or if the team folds can we get taylor finney to ride for Urban South Racing, presented by Roulette. That actually sounds like a much better idea. Oh, wow. How much do you think his contract is? It's definitely not $7 million. That's right. We, no. could, we could crowdfund his salary in probably, you know... A year? Yeah, I was going to say nine months. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, if baby. you're listening, Taylor... Uh, Tay-Tay. Yeah. Hit us up, dog. Yeah. You don't get a contract. Come to New Orleans... Ride for Urban South, presented by Roulette. I think you look really good in our colors. Maybe we can work out one of them sweet Roulette bikes for Taylor as a sort of like an incentive. Mm. Those kind human bikes. Oh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you guys got any other hot takes on the uh, on the uh, first week or so of the Vuelta? So, well, mm, well, uh, Bodie's got a lot of hot takes. I on do. It. I do. <laughs> I do. I heard that TJ crashed out Betancourt. Uh, Did that happen? Did TJ do that? This is what I heard on the internet, that TJ crashed out the gummy bear. Oh, my God. He looked like... He looked like he'd gotten... He was a hot mess. jaw ripped off. Yeah, he was... He's. Uh, that is a bummer, because obviously he was a GC rider from Movistar, right? I don't know. I, I, I think that changes from day to day, uh, Movistar's GC rider. Oh, you know, gosh. but funnily enough... I think enough, Alejandro Valverde is going to be back in the uh, Vuelta and be their GC rider before uh, before too long. Well, I saw that Broken he... Broken knee and all. He rode with them today. That's what I'm saying. On, on their, their rest, rest day. day. Yeah, and he probably he probably dropped them all. Oh my God, the vampire is back! All yeah, right, well. yeah, he's back. He said he's he's got some uh, odd sensations in his leg, uh, not good sensations yet, but you know, sensations. At least he has sensations. He has yeah. sensations. Uh, yeah, so that that's good. Um, and Bertie, you know, it's uh, it's his swan song. This is the this is the last we'll see of him dancing on the pedals. Yep. And we named, won't be able I to say dancing on the fantasy team after him this year. 
Um, picked him, picked him from a fantasy team. Got a lot of flack after the first couple stages, uh, stage two especially, because he got dropped on yep. the first big climb. Uh, but he has since recovered. Yeah, the sensations are good. Did and he? Did is that because he had, hadn't had a shipment of steaks, or yeah, he'd eaten chicken the night before and not steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was his big mistake. Isn't it amazing how they turn around like that? Well, yeah, yeah they, it was in Andorra, so he would have because he, you know, he only gets Spanish steak. Oh, that's right. And so he was in Andorra, and that was the problem. They went from France to Andorra, so they weren't actually in Spain yet, so he couldn't have steak until they got to Spain. So. Birdie's riding strong. Yeah, he Strong-ish. Um, he got dropped on the climb near the end when Froome lit it up. He tried to stay with Froome and couldn't. And, you know, Chavez was Chavez and Woods were the only guys that could stay close to him. My uh my slightly ignorant hot take on the Vuelta so far is that uh, Chris Froome appears to be in very good form and I have to tip my cap uh, to Mr. Froomey. Uh, he is legit. Froom Dog. Froom Dog won a stage too. Uh, yeah, he won That's yesterday. Yeah, uh, um, and also a tip of the cap to his domestiques, especially Yogi and Christian Canise, who basically I think have been sat on the front for about eighty-five percent of the last week. Just ridiculous the um, amount of time those two have been sat there. Who's Yogi? Ian Stannard. Why is he called Yogi? I think because they, they just call him Yogi, Yogi Bear. Because he's, he's, he's a big, bear, big kind of... And yeah. Christian Knees. I mean, I would yeah. read that as Knees. Everybody seems to pronounce it Knees. I don't know. Where's, it's not a where, silent K. Where is he from? He's German. Okay. For, a right. former German uh, champion. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he also was sitting on the front for a lot of the tour. You know, so... So... When did Chris take uh, Chris? When did Froome take the what is it the red jersey in the Volta? He took day it, two, right? N- no, he took it on day three or day four. One of those early. early, early. When did he take it in the tour? Pretty early. Early, yeah. So yeah, Sky. I mean, hmm. Do you think they wanted it this early? I mean, obviously it's more work, but or is it? It's, is it? I don't know. That you could then you can control it, and then I think, as Matt said during the tour, the team is built to defend the leader's jersey. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Know, so, so just take just take hold of it right away. Well, plus he want you know taking the bonus seconds. Like he took the bonus seconds on day two because he got second, didn't he, to uh, uh, to Nibali on that stage was he second or third Nibbly won a stage Nibbly won uh, stage two. Oh no stage three sorry if stage you, three if you watch no other okay I need to watch some you need to watch that, that was a great you need to watch that that, that was one of this the best awesome one of the best GC sprints you'll ever see yeah and Nibbly won and Nibbly's also on my fantasy team so but so, I also think both of the stages this weekend were great uh, the one Philippe won on Saturday also on my fantasy team. Yep, mine too. Good pick. Yep. And he looked like he didn't really have any form at all, and then he just he got in the break on Saturday and well, came really good. Philippe is kind of uh, pulling a Sagan right now, isn't he? Sort of, he won a stage, he's got a bunch of seconds. Like he's just like top tens. I mean, he's 
I'm going to say this. Well, he's had a really bad year. He's had uh, injury and uh, not had a great year. So this is definitely his best moment this year. So I'm going to say this. Let's hear it. Yeah. I think that Alaphilippe is not doing a Sagan. I think Alaphilippe potentially is becoming more of a Tom Dumoulin. That he may be a guy who has the potential to ride himself, maybe not in this Vuelta. Hmm. He but, can time trial. But over the next couple years, you watch that quick step doesn't maybe take the opportunity to try to see if they can't turn him into a legit GC contender of the Tom Dumoulin mold. Well, speaking of which, though, Quickstep have a GC guy in this race, Dela Cruz. Yeah, who doing is pretty well. Sitting sixth right now. Yeah, on my team. That's right. Yeah. So should we should we segue to segue to the Spanish Flyers, the the Fantasy Vuelta, Fantasy yeah. Vuelta? Yeah. Um, uh, how's your team doing, buddy? <laughs> my team, unfortunately, is non-existent. I really meant to make a team, mm. and the deadline was what it was saturday or it was friday i was saturday. on the road yeah i was on the road i should have done it um the deadline was you know as usual the day before, before the, the race, race starts before the race yeah. starts yeah, yeah. Which you could do a day really, of the race really really no actually excuses before i meant to have yeah. a team um i meant because i came off my podium at the tour de france I kicked your guys' asses mm. um so i was ready to clean up this year i totally would have picked ella philippe and Chris Froome and Michael Woods. <laughs> you basically picked Ma- pick Matt's team. <laughs> Who else is in the you would pick, Basically, you would have probably picked my team. Yeah. Well, pick, I pick. wouldn't have picked Nibbly. Can we? All right. Let's just say. Let's just say who I who I wouldn't have picked. Well, no. Whoa, whoa. You wouldn't have picked Nibbly. Which Nibbly? Uh, Vincenzo. Oh, not Antonio. <laughs> is there an because, Antonio? Because. Uh, uh, did someone pick Antonio in our league? Yes, they did. <laughs> Matt Urchel uh, picked both Nibelis. Urchel's got the double Nibelie. Yeah. Oh, well, if you picked both, yeah. <laughs> that means he knew he just needed a four-pointer, right? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you can pick, but as long as if you picked the Antonio and not the other Nibelie. Yeah. So I uh, wouldn't have picked Van Garden. I'll tell you that. I would not have picked Nibelie. I think TJ's probably still a bad pick. I would not have picked a Rue. I've got a great drinking game. And I would not have picked Roach. Yeah, but that's a surprise, right? Roach I mean, is a big surprise. I'm so con- Roach confuses me. We'll we'll see how TJ TJ TJ'd himself a little bit yesterday. That's Roach what I heard. did. Roach rode well though. Roach is still um, third. TJ gonna TJ. Yeah, but everybody's TJing with with Froome's Froome's gonna Froome and everybody else is gonna TJ. That's right true. I mean. And, and he's going to kill them all in the time trial. So, okay, first rest day. Today is first rest day. Yep. Sorry, we're, going, we're getting away from fantasy. But let's, I want to hear your prediction. We didn't do a who's in red. Or do you guys think that Froome has it locked up? Yes. Right I, now? I do. Okay. Yeah. I haven't watched any of it. Yes, he has it locked up. He, just, he just looks so much stronger than anybody else. And, and the people that are able to hang with him, it's somebody, you know, sort of, you know, different. Not different every day, but he's he's. It's he, not one consistent person who is staying with him. <laughs> sorry, I'm. I'm sorry. 
It's not one consistent person who is Bodie needs his uh, Vuelta Siesta right now. Yeah, I know. I guess so. (laughs) So, um, yeah, kudos to Froome. I have a no Froome rule, uh, so I didn't pick Froome. Mm. Wow. Um, Share that with some of the guys from the Slow Ride. They've also got a no Froome rule. Yeah, and that, Matt, that, I know you've got a no Sagan rule. I do. Which didn't we, have to worry about that one in this. Yeah, race. it was very easy. Uh, very easy this uh, in this Grand Tour. Uh, Bodie, you've got the uh, the wrong Haynow rule. Right? Yeah, <laughs> always pick the wrong Haynow. Yeah. Yep. Um, or, uh, you know, the wrong Sagan, the wrong Haynow, the wrong Nibbly, the wrong Nibbly. But I've picked both. I picked the wrong Sagan on purpose. Always in addition to the correct Sagan. The correct Sagan. But you do it for getting the points, the Sagan points, uh, assist points? Yeah, assist points. Yeah. Also, but like assist, but then like four pointers, you want to go for a guy who's going to jump in the break, and it's not going to be the wrong Sagan. Well, I don't think the assist how points much are, are worth break it. Point? No, assist points are actually worth, you can get multiple assist points. That's true. And the break, you're just, ho- you're just hoping worth- they're going to win. The, yeah, the break points are actually aren't worth that much. No, they're not. True. Um, so the wrong Yates. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I'm not buying in on the Yates. I pass on that. Well, the question is, which one is the who wrong is Yates? the wrong Yates? Simon, right? In this race, yeah, maybe a lot could change in two weeks. Yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know which one. Which Yates is the best Yates? I don't know because they're both. Uh, um, amazingly have very similar palmares so you know being twins that's i guess that's not surprising but they uh, they both seem pretty pretty awesome well matt you've got a commanding lead uh in in our lead yeah you're kind of crushing it right now i am and and Jaden, who's in second place is clearly going to get relegated for his yeah, completely I'm shitty super, team name it's super annoying whenever you post the standings in the facebook group and i have to look at that what is that he said it was an upside down question mark that somehow resolved. <laughs> oh, I as think that's this. called a fedilla. Yeah. Matt, why is it? You're like a coder, right? Can you tell me why it's No, he's that? just being a jackass, I think. <laughs> that's, that's not one character. That's just, that's that's just him being. That's just him that's being. That's like alien language. Yeah. I just watched uh, Independence Day 2. Electro Boogaloo. <laughs> on the way here <laughs> when I stayed some, at some hotel in <laughs> Texas. And that's what they're writing look like what because was roadhouse not on <laughs> no i wish it was because like when you stay in a motel roadhouse is always on i would have way <laughs> preferred to watch roadhouse than independence day 2 yeah which well, is who a garbage wouldn't? movie roadhouse is the greatest movie ever made um i want to give you kudos townsend on your team name best team name by far in our fantasy group thank you <laughs> thank you For i mean kant colon adore and this is to our listeners it's it's kant as an emmanuel kant the german philosopher that's right kant with a k k-a-n-t um, so you're going you're going deep on that one and yeah. i appreciate that yeah um matt's team sounds like a team that i would have made up a name of when i was in high school Spanish sounds like a fly. team of winners to me it is yeah um i like tom's play on the list Barcelona Ballers, the Spanish list. That's good. Um, I'm just reading team names now. Benda España. It's boring. Yeah. Barcelona Bikers. Yeah. Yeah. Uscatel, Uscadi, too. Sure. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. What is TBD? To be decided. Determined. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. 
that's just a play on his director sportif name of DPJ, which are his initials, Dustin. Ah. So TBD, TBD by DPJ. Okay. Is uh, where's he sitting in the league yeah, right now? Sort of in the middle. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it looks like we got a tres Vico vacationo in España, which that's, that's terrible. That's just offensive. <laughs> Peanut butter Pete is pulling up the Lantern Rouge. Yeah. yeah. Let's see, let's see who, Pete, who Pete has on his team real quick before we close out. All right. Oh, he's got Bardet. That's a sucky He's kick. got both Yates. He, 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 so he's got at least one of the wrong Yates. <laughs> Bardet is a horrible pick. Uh, uh, he's he got Bargui, who's out. Uh, Rohan Dennis, that's a pretty good pick. I probably would have picked... Colt, nope. Yeah, I probably would have picked Morton, so... Oh. Yeah. He's uh, got Daniel Oss. Love what, Daniel Oss. What's Oss, going so. on? Where is like Morton? What's he doing? He doesn't have a grand tour in him yet. And they've only got five guys left on their team <laughs> already. And it's only nine days in. They've, wow. yeah, they've had a horrible uh, first week. Well, hey, as we close out this uh, fantasy segment, I want to do two things mm. uh, real quick. Bodie, I want to thank you for donating your winnings from the, the tour fantasy league to our lawnmower fund yeah that easy. was pretty classy move easy uh, come, easy go. and then matt i want to thank you for rolling us out of this fantasy vuelta segment with aldo nova's fantasy, fantasy. Can't you see what this crazy life is doing to me This is Aaron Viles. I am out in the French Quarter. Actually, no, I'm not in the French Quarter. I'm in the Central Business District on the big yellow tricycle, riding around, talking to great folks who are visiting New Orleans. I got a couple of folks in the pedicab right now. Tell me your names. I'm Sarah. Cassandra. And where are you guys from? We're from Saskatchewan, Canada. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Same here, yeah. Uh, okay, so tell me, uh, it's called this. This is called Pedicab Confessions. Is there anything that you would like to share with people who do not know you and will probably never know you uh, about the time you spent here in New Orleans? If someone asks you to let you, them tell you about where you got your shoes from, don't fall for it. I gave a homeless person, presumably, $20 for five seconds of shining my shoes because I got, she was pregnant and I fell for it. So yes, if they say, I know where you got your shoes, they're going to say on your feet, so don't fall for it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It got you, huh? How much? $20. 20 American dollars. Did I tell you this was a $20 pedicab ride? I meant it was a $100 pedicab ride. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> uh, anything for you, from you? Did you fall for anything? Anything you want to admit? No, no. I knew ahead of time. I told her. She did. Did not get scammed by this. She walked away. And she went over there anyways. I'm like, I'm just going to let her do her thing then. Waste her money. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the podcast is about cycling. Uh, so when I'm not riding this pedicab, well, I do a lot of other things, but sometimes I put on the silly Lycra uh, outfit and get on a road bike and ride around. Right. What does that, what, what do you think about when you think about cycling? Well, I'm not a huge cycler, but I like the idea. I like that this city is really set up to accommodate that. I don't know about the Lycra suit in this heat, though, honestly. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then I tend to ask folks if there's anything you think about cycling, maybe you know when you're driving or when you see the Lycra, anything you'd want to you'd want to share with cyclists because that's really who listens to this podcast is cyclists in New Orleans. 
I think like this is our fifth uh, pedicab ride in the city in the last two days and we're really enjoying seeing the city from this point of view so it's a beautiful place to ride around lots of cool architecture and everyone is super friendly so I think people who do love to cycle would really love to be here and experience it Nice. So that's a little cycling ad. Like, hey, if you like to cycle, come to New Orleans. Indeed. Yeah, you definitely should. And try some, you know, crawfish and some beignets as well. Awesome. Anything else you guys want to share with the uh, listening audience of Jeff and, and others? I can't hear. I cannot hear a head shake. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening and take care. All right. Thanks a lot, girls. All right. Um, some Canadians. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm I like them this. a lot better than Mario. Yeah. Still want to punch that guy. <laughs> so when, Aaron, uh, had, Aaron had me going there for a minute when he asked him, like, hey, has anything crazy happened to you since you've been in New Orleans? And I thought, oh, man, this is where it's finally going to happen. We're yeah. finally going to get, like, some true confessions. And then what does she get? She fell for the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. The My op- dad fell for that in, like, 1983, yeah. I think. Yeah. I know where you got your shoes. Yeah. I think that one started here, but they do that everywhere now. Do they? They probably even do that one in Saskatchewan, Canada by now. (laughs) Um, Also, I think that whenever Aaron likes to say, I wear that silly Lycra, I just imagine the guest all of a sudden looking at his backside and just thinking, oh, that guy, half naked Mm. and Lycra. I wonder if that improves the tip or no, no. brings it down a bit. I don't know. That was a half-cooked thought right there. Yeah. <laughs> you're not exactly sure where you're going I with that. I don't know. We maybe we just edit out that take. I'm, I'm just thinking about Aaron and Lycra. That's all I'm thinking about right now. He's a solid man. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking, like, thanks, guys, for, um, for a little shout-out to New Orleans being a great place to ride bikes. Uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, we do a lot of it here. Um, they clearly have not done a club ride on Chef Highway every Saturday of their lives for the last uh, yeah. many, many years. Yeah. And I think if they did, they'd probably be thinking to themselves, I'd rather ride bikes in Bend. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Is, um... But uh, we do love it here, ladies and, uh, and everyone. And they're absolutely right. Come down. There's nothing like rolling back from the club ride down Royal Street in the French Quarter. And uh, and just uh, seeing that, so they hit that nail right on the head, and appreciate it. And or there's nothing like rolling down Decatur at 6:45 in the morning and seeing mm. folks stumble out of the Abbey. Oh yeah, and puking and urinating. Yeah, and just having a good time because the night has not ended for those folks. That's right. Yeah. Well, you uh, you know you can't drink all day if you don't start the night before. <laughs> That's just, yeah, <laughs> it's a good one, Matt. Okay. All right. Moving on. Guys, uh, you know what we haven't done for a little while? Oh, I do. We haven't talked about tires. Ooh, let's roll that footage. Come on. Let's talk about tires. Let's talk about FMB. Let's talk about all the good things that gator skin. Let's talk about tires. All right, guys. So. We uh, let's do let's do some tire talk. Well, for- Matt, uh, for, let me start. Let's start the tire talk off, and of course, mm. I'm going to turn it over to you because no, you're no, our you can lead it. you're our resident tire talker. But I know something that made you real happy. That's right. You uh, and I both noticed it. You brought it to my attention, and um, and I thought to myself when I saw it, even before you brought it to my attention, Matt's going to love this one. 
and that is uh, our, our buddy Jaden uh, asking whether or not uh, 28s would fit on a, a, a bike that he was interested in on the uh, old online swap meet. Sent a message to the seller saying, will that thing fit 28s? I bet that just Ugh. got you all misty. It made it, you know, it made me feel Did so it grease proud. your hubs? It, 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 did it? Uh, it lubed my chain. Uh, it pumped your tires. It pumped. I did. Pumped them up to uh, you know, right about like seventy-five psi. Seventy-five. Yeah. We're talking dirty over there. Yeah. It's a sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, no, that's you know, I felt uh, you know, it gave me a little tingle uh, in that special place because uh, you know, I feel like Jaden's all grown up now. You know, he's asking the right questions. And that is always the right question. Will this bike fit 28s? Yeah. You know, important stuff. Well, I've got an answer for that question a little bit later on in the podcast. All so right. that reminds me that we got an email or a Facebook message a while ago from our old friend, Terry Queen B. Shroom. Yep. Asking about tire sizes. That's right. So, Matt, did you do some research and... and... Well, I well, didn't... Well, to, to clarify real quick, her question related to tire width mm-hmm. versus arrow yes uh and your content oh. your contention matt that uh that there was an arrow advantage in fact in certain cases to a wider tire uh and you were gonna look into that and give terry a very detailed and scientific answer so let's have it well i'm gonna say there's the, the kind of the answer is slightly twofold because there's the aerodynamics and then there's the uh rolling resistance and uh what you know in recent years, rims have got wider and wider. So most of like the aero bike wheel rims are, are around, like some of them are like 27, 28 mil wide at the, at the brake track. And so you can run bigger tires on them. Uh, a lot of them are still like kind of like designed around a 25, but I think they're more and more starting to design them around a 25 to a 28 mil tire uh, to have better airflow around the tire rim interface. And... The other aspect is Mavic recently decided to uh, step their toe in the road tubeless market and they're not making 23s. They're only making 25s and 28s. And in their extensive testing, they determined that the 28s roll faster than the 25s. So, but that depends on the width of your rim. Uh, the width of your rim is definitely going to play into things okay. uh, to do with the aerodynamics and probably a little bit to do with the rolling resistance and the actual volume of air that you can put in your tires. So, you know, I think, uh, I think you know, people are starting to go bigger and there's good good reason for it. <clears throat> so this, this just reminds me of the other day we were on a ride and we were discussing widths and pressure and someone with us was kind of shocked to hear what we were running um because they were from the old school mentality of like pump it to 110 yeah on 23s right um which which was the old way of doing it uh, but now we know lower and wider is the way to go yeah so terry look into it yeah i think you can do it and she was also running 23 mil gauge skins yeah but yeah all right matt you also got some Listener mail from friend of the podcast, uh, Jeff Phillips. I did. Yeah. Uh, I'll just read that one out to you. I've got it queued up right here. It says, Dear Sir Cheerio, I've been thinking of giving tubeless a try. The wheels I would be using are Head Belgium C2 plus 
sorry, had Belgium C2 Plus laced with Sapim CX Ray spokes to White Industries T11 hubs. That's a tasty wheel set, yeah, right? I there. like that. I was just going to say, he's, you had me at hello, Jeff. Okay, he then goes on to say, I will be using these wheels on my cross bike for road riding and gravel riding, but not for cyclocross. And you just lost me, Jeff. What tape, sealant, and tires, size and model, would you prefer? Signed, a Yeah You Ride podcast listener, Jeff. So, thanks, Jeff. Uh, yeah, so first things first, yeah, Townsend. Yeah, so I, I would say uh, great wheel set, Jeff. Um, like the fact that you're uh, thinking about running them with your cross bike. Uh, I would say uh, find yourself a nice cross tire and uh, put them on your cross bike and use them to race and ride cyclocross. Well, is he saying that he's not racing cyclocross? He's, he specifically said he's not racing cyclocross. I, on those wheels. Oh, maybe you need to oh, clarify that, Jeff. Maybe he has some tubulars for racing. Uh, we need more info about that, Jeff. Yeah, I'm but, sorry, because I may have just like totally dished you for absolutely no reason. And you are our original friend of the podcast, uh, and, and therefore <laughs> I love you like a brother. Well, don't butter him up too much. So uh, I would say, uh, to answer your question, Jeff, uh, if as long as you are, if, as long as you do have some race-specific wheels that you're going to run for cross, then for your gravel riding, road and rec gravel riding, tape, uh, you need, I just get the Stan's 21 mil tape. Sealant, I like to use the Orange Seal brand of sealant. And tires, well, uh, for my cross bike, for road, obviously, I have my uh, John Bon Jovi's, which I love. But for gravel, I just, well, I'm actually going to use them for cross as well. I just picked up a set of the WTB Resolutes. Uh, yes, very illegal tire. They are. They are not UCI legal for cyclocross because uh, on my wheels, which are a bit narrower than yours, they come out to 39.75 millimeters. I saw wide. a picture that you posted of that. They barely fit in the uh oh, no. fit on your bike i've actually got quite a bit of room in there huh. well they're they're branded in the angle they're branded as 42s and on a wider rim I'm, they probably do come out to 42s but i have don't have particularly wide rims on mine but yeah those are pretty cool the nanos are actually probably good for like dry smoother gravel but i wanted something with a bit more knobby for actual i'm figuring like for tubeless for cross you want a bigger tire so that you can get to the kind of pressures that you can do but, but he's looking for a roadish tire to do gravel rides on right yeah so, so maybe some one of your rando john bon jovi tires uh might be john might bon jovi will work on some on some gravel i mean it's not going to handle the really rough stuff but it'll be it can handle both and that's a great tire and i know you're looking to like turn the world on to that at that rando tire of yours huh? yeah i i almost got some of their cross tires but the I got the WTBs for like half the price of a pair of the, the of the of their. Um, they have one called the Stilacum, which is a race course somewhere, right, mm-hmm. in the northwest. Yeah. 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 Ste- that's a weird. Stilacum. Pro- that's a weird pronunciation. I don't know. Steliacum. Oh, is it? I yes. don't know. I'm voting right. with Bodie on Whatever. that. Whatever. I will defer. I will defer to. Yeah, that's uh, in Seattle. Yeah. Wait. Well, what? thanks. Thanks for that email, Jeff, while Bodie looks that up. Thanks for that email and, and Sir Cheerio. That was very detailed and uh, professional-sounding answer. So, Jeff, I hope you got something out of that. And again, uh, as Wait, I said earlier... Wait, hang on. Shouldn't he just use the Hutchinson Sector 28s? Uh, I don't know. If you're going to be doing, like, you can fit bigger, right? 
you're on a cross bike, so always go bigger. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would say definitely get the, if you're going to do road and gravel and fair bit of road, yeah, get something like the John Bon Jovi's. They're pretty sweet. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, of tires and, and new wheels, um, mm. I've got some new uh, tires and some new wheels. Okay. Uh, I've also got a uh, new frame mm. and uh, new Grupo. Mm. new bars new tape where are you going with this i got new everything fellas my uh new bike came in today is new bike day for the t-bone dang i gotta i gotta get in here and uh crack one open for the t-bone matt just unzipped his pants Uh oh oh no unzip the cooler wait is that a watermelon one matt no it's not it is a uh sponsor correct holy roller ipa yes so yeah, I uh, pulled the thing out of the box at Roulette today, and, and I have to say, guys, I've seen photos of the paint scheme of this bike. Uh, I've seen photos of this bike itself in the work stand up at HIA Velo in Arkansas, where it was built. Uh, I have seen lots of Instagram photos of this model of bike with this paint job. But when I pulled the thing out of the box and saw the paint job in real life, mm. uh, none of those photos do it justice. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, thank you uh, to HIA Velo and Allied for building me up uh, what appears to be an absolutely beautiful bike. I have not ridden it yet. Mm. Uh, it, we're still putting it together. Uh, and uh, is it is it at home right now? No, it's it's still at still at roulette uh, okay. i'm gonna get it tomorrow i, mm. I didn't want to take it home today guys honestly because it was pouring down rain and i didn't want to put it on my roof rack and drive it home <laughs> in the rain um you know you could put it inside your car yeah, yeah i could and then you could lay it down on the bed tonight you know yes and, uh, but yeah, yeah guys i, I uh i'll have it out uh, at some point this week i really don't i mean you, you guys know i mean we're already talking about you know, meeting tomorrow and going to ride in the rain. So I certainly don't object to, to riding in the rain, but I sort of feel like I, I don't want my yeah. first ride no, on my no, new no. bike to I be mean, a, a rain ride. Yeah, That's kind of shitty. With, no, you got to wait for a nice day for at least a few rides. And then at some point... Yeah, but it looks like it's going to rain for like the next week solid, right? <clears throat> I mean, you got to get out there. That's true. Yeah, what are I'm, you going to do? Hop put it on your trainer and do a little <laughs> Zwift ride on your new bike? <laughs> no, that's not... So, so that's not going to happen, obviously. <laughs> Um, and then it becomes a question of how many days can you have a new bike before you, before ride. you ride it, even if that first ride has to be a shitty ride in the rain. And well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that the 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 over under on that is is maybe you know excuse me not the over under but the the, the magic number on that is maybe three. Like mm. on the third day, if it's still raining, I feel like I gotta probably get it out. I can maybe wait. Tomorrow and the next day, but I, I think can. you could wait. I think you could wait until it's dry. I think I, think I waited okay. about three days actually until I rode my new bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had my Richie frame sitting around my house for a while before I built it up. Well, that's a different thing, though, isn't it? Because that's the you know building building one up is like yeah. This bike is ready to ride. I mean, it, it came it came out of the box pretty much ready to ride. I need to swap the saddle. I had to put pedals on it, uh, and. Um, so, but uh, other than that, I mean, it does no no build necessary. It's actually a very ingenious and cool uh, boxing technique that they used, uh, and the weight of the entire thing, including cool. all of the packing materials and everything that was in the box, was less than twenty five pounds. Mm. Wow! How much does the bike weigh? 
Bike weighs about. Oh, there's no wheels in there. No, there were there wheels. There are wheels. Oh yeah. my gosh. Bike weighs about 16 pounds. 16, 17 pounds. So it is UCI legal. That's good. That's right. Yeah. Unlike so, my tires. And 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 uh, let me. I'll I'll do a quick segue. I'll do a, a a quick three step segue to one thing that I just wanted to mention. If you guys will indulge me for just a moment, I have a new bike which is an Allied Alpha. Mm-hmm. Allied Alpha is the team bike for Evolo Cycling. Yep. Uh, my good friend and friend of the podcast, Vincent G is the team mechanic for Avolo Cycling. So he is used to working on the Allied Alpha as yeah. their team bike. Yeah. Vince G is also, in addition to being my good friend and friend of the podcast, is a mechanic on the Pavlov Across America ride, mm-hmm. has been my mechanic on the Pavlov Across America ride for the last four years. This will be my fifth year doing the ride. This will be, I think, the fifth year that Vince has been uh, my assigned mechanic on that ride so vince i will be in san francisco on october 1st for the start of pablo across america with an allied alpha waiting to be in your dear care for the for the seven days i'll be on pablo and i promise you no bike no bike will get the kind of love and attention that my allied alpha will get on pablo with vince working on the thing as a as a pro mechanic who's had you know all the experience that he's had working on Allied bikes uh, for this season for Avolo Cycling. So I'm super super stoked about that little uh, happy happy coincidence. And um, quick plug for the Pavlov Across America ride that I'm doing this year for the fifth year in a row, uh, trying to raise fifteen thousand dollars to get out there uh, to ride my bike from San Francisco to Los Angeles to fight pediatric cancer and to help kids and their families who are living with cancer. Um, we'll post a link on the Yeah, You Ride page to my fundraising page if anybody's interested in taking a look at it out there in podcast land. So thanks for the 30-second indulgence there, guys. Awesome. We'll have to, uh, you'll have to record some, some PodCon with I Vince. I was just thinking that. Absolutely. Obviously, PodCon about Pavlov, but really... I'm thinking about a uh, Pavlov special. Yeah, yeah, we went... I for, want, uh, I, I want to Rider talk diary. To, to Vince and, and, and hear about what he's eating because I enjoy yeah. <laughs> following Vince's Instagram because he's always posting some sort of new food. I saw he makes his own gyoza to take on the plane to have as plain food. I saw that the other day. Yeah, we have we have uh, pondered a segment called What Pro Mechanics Eat yeah. with uh, Vincent G. So we'll have yeah. to see if he's up for that and maybe we'll crank it up while I'm out there. I think also, you just pitched that to him just now. I did. I think so. And, yeah. and Vince... He seems also to be a, a sartorial cyclist too, and his he is a he's a white sock guy. He is a white sock guy. Um, Big up. And Vince will have to agree to disagree on that. Yeah, I think no. he can be in the Classic. mask side, and Towns and I will be on the black sock side. And Ugh. but uh, yeah, I think there's a lot. You wear of black that. socks with a suit, not for cycling. Well, let's not let's not engage in that argument. We could, right. but we could. I like yeah. talking about we'll take socks. that one offline. Let's yeah. close this. Uh, let's close this episode out uh, as we have with the number of previous episodes. As we continue to, to bang the uh, drum or ring the bell, if you will, uh, of uh, cyclocross. Well, can I just uh, briefly to lead into that? I was thinking a bit. We didn't say about the Vuelta, and I was thinking about the Vuelta. Is the Vuelta the hipster Grand Tour? Because it's like, you know, it's kind of groovy. It's like the lowest key of the Grand Tours. And it's like, oh, oh, you watch, you, oh, you're into the Giro. Like, the Giro is like, 
people like, oh, what's the Giro or whatever. But then you go, you know, like, and then like people who are kind of in the know are going to go, oh, I prefer the Giro to the tour, you know? But then like the real hipsters are going to go, oh, the Giro. Yeah, I'm not really into the Giro. I'm really into the Vuelta, you know? But then I realized, no, it's not because Cross is coming and hipsters are all into Cross. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say... That people would say, oh, but I watched the Vuelta back when it was in the spring. <laughs> oh, yes, that's it. Oh, that would be perfect because then it also doesn't conflict with their cross thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Well, here we go. Okay, so it is today, right now, the 28th of August. It is the 28th of August. Yeah. The next time we Is record- Cross here yet, Bodie? We- no. no okay. The next time we record this podcast, though, Cross will be here. So September is the official. September first. Then we 1st, can say crosses here. This has also been confirmed by cyclocross writer extraordinaire Dan Jabavnov. I listened to a podcast. Wait, last can you time. say that again? Jabavnov. <laughs> Dan Jabavnov. Dan Jabavnov. 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 Dan Jabavnov. Dan Jabavnov. Blah blah blah. Oh my gosh! That was the best. All right. So he has confirmed. I am well known in this podcast for pronouncing things right and speaking with a foot in my mouth the entire time. So don't be surprised. He has confirmed September 1st is the start of cross season. Okay. Although the Aussies have decided not to listen to that and they've started their cross season earlier. We discussed why, but... I think they're coming to the end of their cross season. Yeah. Sure. But it sort of is the... I guess it's the preseason. It's the preseason of cross... They had uh, two UCI races last weekend. Yeah. Um, I think it's the first UCI uh, cross race in in Australia, I think. Uh, I thought their national championships were UCI. Uh, well, other usual- than the national champs then, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to mention, so that that's it kind of seems like the start, it's like the early season start because we had some Americans go over there, mm-hmm. the Squid Bikes crew. Yep. Um that's cool. Yeah, and I saw that Sammy Runnels, who's from Austin, she won Mississippi on... originally. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Well, she won day two of the UCI race weekend, so that's pretty cool. I think it's her first uh, UCI win, so shout out to her. Yep. Um, and Anthony Clark, everybody's favorite Instagram stories slash Snapchat yeller. I think he got fourth on both days. Um, Are you a Snapchatter, Bodie? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't, I don't even know how to do Snapchat. I don't, yeah, I don't do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not really I'm sure on the stories. And if you guys would have seen them, did you guys look at my story today? I didn't. I don't I don't look at the stories on Instagram. You should. Yeah. Stories are pretty good. Um, but I unveiled my new mountain bike shoes for mm. cyclocross. Nice. Okay. So. Well, hey, speaking of cyclocross and local cyclocross uh, and your new cyclocross shoes, which you will now be able to use on our new cyclocross practice course, uh, that happened while you were gone, Bodie. That has become a reality. Yeah, that's that's a reality. We talked about it a bit on this podcast for about two weeks. Um, while I was gone, I saw you guys had a practice. I saw videos. Yeah. Course looked like it's kind of dialed and i haven't even ridden it yet yeah, yeah it's me, getting me dialed. i haven't been on it yet either it is uh, about 1.1 1.2 k uh right now the the kom on the lap is about three and a half minutes so it's not a super long loop so um, short but but it's but it's long enough to have some fun on it's got some technical stuff it's got a little bit of elevation 
uh, and it has some nice uh, high-speed straights and some high-speed swoopy corners. So it's kind of got a lot of what you need to practice and get good on. And uh, it's close. Ride your bike out to it. And, um, and the vibe has been super cool. Um, I actually took the, uh, took the mic out there for our first practice a week and a half ago, Thursday night practice, and um, got some reaction from some of the guys and had a little chat about things. You want to take a listen to that real quick? I'd love yeah. to. Let's do it. Hey, guys, what's happening? Uh, this is T-Bone. I'm out here at the uh, first NOLA CX cross practice at the, uh, the new People's Course out here on People's Avenue in Gentilly. And uh, we've got uh, well, we got close to 10 people out here today. Got beers popping all around me. Got Rito Casey here making a uh, appearance back from uh, sunny Southern California. Reed, what's happening, man? It's too hot out here. Dude, the sun just went down, man. It's like 10 degrees cooler than it was about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> it's totally different. It's usually like 60 by now in LA. This ain't LA, brother. Uh, it is LA. South Louisiana, LA. So, yeah, uh, guys, let me just uh, get a quick uh, snapshot of what you guys think about the course. Let me go over here to our good buddy, Peanut Butter Pete. Uh, Pete, first impressions of the new People's Course. Uh, I need a small fee for this interview. Uh, I'll give you a beer, and it's already in your hand. (laughs) need to talk to the PR guy. All right, Pete, screw you, man. We're going to go over here to uh, Mr. Uh, we're going to go over here to Mr. Zach Thomas. He knows what he's talking about, and he'll probably talk for free. What do you think, Zach? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, the course is the course is good. There's some there's some really tight stuff, some really technical stuff. I think there's talk of adding a, a big uh, fuck you, Bjorn. Was that funny enough? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Big out and back. I think there's talks of putting in, which would be nice. But I know uh, I know Michael Bodingheimer will like that power section because this is all about. All about twisty turns, all about, you know, bike handling. There's some off-cambers, which are pretty fun. It's a good course. Good, uh, what, is it, what is it, 0.6? It's about 0.6 miles at this point. We're going to extend it. We're going to try to get a mile. Uh, I'm gonna clo- yeah, I'm going to close out over here uh, with uh, Chris Reed and Bjorn, uh, who, along with me, yesterday came out here with our new lawnmower that we talked about on episode 19 and, uh, and cut this thing in. Guys, how do you feel about it? Snapper, snapper. Snapper, snapper. All right, well, that, there you have it. Snapper, snapper, the word of the day. Hashtag snapper, snapper. Uh, all right, back to you guys. All right, thanks, Townsend. Yeah, snapper, snapper. I don't know what that means. Well, it's a snapper It's a snapper lawnmower. Well, that course sounds fun. Either that or it's some kind of weird Danish that uh, <laughs> Bjorn came up with. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, funny how we don't see uh, a lot of Pete Walton until cross season comes around. Yeah. Sneaky Pete. He just kind of pops up, but then he gets all weird and tries to charge for an interview on a podcast. I paid him in beer. I don't know what he was talking about. Matt, can you cut him out, please? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And how about Reed already? You know, he's been gone for what? Three weeks. Mm. And he's already, he's he's already sick from the heat. So LA. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We love you, Reed. It was great seeing Reed out there, man, actually. Uh, well, I'm it, excited to get out there and ride. Um, and it has been raining a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you, this course drains pretty well. Uh, I don't know that it drains the kind of rain that we've been having and are forecast to have for the next couple of days. We shall see. Mm. Uh, but it's it's way better than the than the swamp at City Park that we were riding in for the last few years. 
Well, it sounds like I need to go uh, get my new cross shoes ASAP. Yeah, and go out there and test out those super illegal tires that you've got. That's right. And Bodie, by the way, we did add the power section that uh, Zach was referring to. So yes, you will like it. You all know me. I like to go. I like to pedal a lot. Mm. Turn a little bit. Well, that's not true. I I do like turning stuff too. Well, guys, um, we have come to the end of our agenda. Yeah, it was a big one tonight, but we had a lot of catching up to do. We did. Uh, This is Sachirio signing off. And hey there, this is the T-Bone saying, Cross is coming in two days. And this is Bodie Bodie saying, make sure you inflate your tubulars and test them before you come out to practice on Thursday. We don't want anybody rolling their tires. <laughs>